Hello again, everyone on Snarf Holy Talk. Holy cow out there in Snarf Talk land. We are in brand new territory here, This Chris. is... Uh, this We've is never whole, done it before. This is the whole thing. There's a like, whole thing going on here, It's people. like waking up on a whole new planet. Yeah. It's like going to Mars. It's like Facebook planet. We're basically Elon Musk right now. We, or Mark Zuckerberg. Well, <laughs> well, right. Mark Zuckerberg is giving us the platform um, that we are now live on. We are hopefully live. We are assuming that it's working. I hope so. You guys can comment in. So let us know because we're new to this as well. We are. Very new. We don't know what's going on exactly. I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> Our last live stream did work, though. Yeah. There is a little bit of a delay, so if you send us some messages, um, it's possible there might be a couple-minute delay before we respond. I'm assuming they put that delay in there for Jerry's potty mouth. Ah, I would assume so, or yes. Or party mouth. I have a serious party mouth going on all the time. <laughs> that could be misconstrued. <laughs> Um, Yep, we are definitely happening now, live. Yes, I see it. We are going to proceed to completely ignore that fact because it's really weird. It is weird. (laughs) Isn't it weird that we're being watched? We record every week, and it's not an issue. We have a camera in front of us But there's something weird about being live. And knowing that people could see us right now. Normally, I'm fine with people seeing us a week later. Yeah, you because know, when it's the a, it is an, we've whatever. literally never edited the show before. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is there, true. So, there is a chance um, this could go out. There's a chance sometimes our equipment malfunctions. We might have to stop. Very and true. And would start a new stream. I don't even know how that works. We don't know how any of this works. I, to be honest, I feel like if it ends, it ends. And I apologize. But guess what? It comes out on Monday and it'll be on YouTube. So, yeah. So, that's this is a, a this is a chance for us to talk to probably some new listeners and new audience. Yeah. This is a podcast. We are available in all podcast apps like Spotify, Apple, right. um, Stitcher, all of those things. Tune in, Downcast, Pocket Cast. I still think personally Spotify. that that's the best way to listen to this, this show. Agreed. Uh, to subscribe and it would be great if you could leave us a review in Apple uh, five-star review, written review. That'd be great. Um, but we also are going to do this on Facebook, hopefully YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. This video will also be available on YouTube later, like all of our episodes. Yes. Um, this is our 96th episode, so there's plenty for you to dig through if you're new to this or new listener. Um, it's really weird because I'm watching the live stream. You probably shouldn't. No, I'm not going to do that anyway. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Um, and you can support our show on patreon.com slash snarfcomics. And uh, you can subscribe at a bunch of different levels for as little as a dollar a month. One dollar, guys. Um, we did get a brand new uh, Snarf, Lord of Snarf, right? Yeah. Uh, Duke. Duke. A Duke. Duke. We now have a Duke and a Duchess. We do have a Duke and, and they a live Duchess. in relatively close proximity to each other. They're in the South. Yeah. They're all the South. But we do have a, a new Duke of uh, a Duke of Snarf. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to give a shout out to Mr. Kevin Seedentop. Thank you. Tip of the cap to you. Kevin. Um, he Love had him. a re- one request. One request to be a Duke of Snarf Talk, he and w- that is? He wanted a new segment on the show mm-hmm. that was basically calling out every time that David Seedentop is wrong. Is wrong, or we feel as if he's wrong, yeah. regardless of fact. So we are going to have a new segment <laughs> in this show called David Was Wrong. David sucks and is wrong. Yeah, yeah. I've prepared that. Also, our big one this week is, and I'm I'm very sorry to our dear friend and listener, David. Mr. David Timmons, 
I'm sorry, bud, but we just couldn't hold back. And it was another request from our new Patreon subscriber. He wanted this top 10. And it, and it was a top it 10 was, request from David Timmons a long time ago. He just wanted to be involved with it. Yeah. But and, we got plenty more that I know he wants to be in. We could do horror stuff. He likes horror. Yes. We can do other stuff with him. So we are going to do top 10 Nick Cage movies. Nicholas Cage, this, man. This week. Uh, that'll be coming up probably... Um, a little further on in the show, we're going to do some news first. We'll probably talk about a little things we've been watching. Yep. If you're new to the show, typically we do some news. We talk about the happenings in pop culture, um, comics, pop culture, movies, mostly movies and TV. Yeah. Um, we will talk about shows we've been watching and shows that are coming up that we want to watch. And we do a top 10 or we talk about ridiculous stuff. So. Right. Sometimes it's a bit of a potpourri, a little bit of everything, a right? Pot. Pori. A potpourri of news, what you're watching, randomness of all sorts. Uh, this one is going to be a top 10. So uh, we will have the first probably hour. Because if, again, if you're new, this is a two hour long deal, guys. Yeah. So, you know, sit Just back, think relax. Just pretend like you're down. watching the evening news with David Muir. Muir. <laughs> That's two hours long, right? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't, I don't think I don't it watch is. watch the news, but... I don't think it's that long. Um, but they're David Muir. A football, a football contest is like four hours long. <laughs> is that what they're called? Football contests? Yeah. Maybe a baseball match? Yeah, they put on the leather helmets. Right. Throw them around the pigskin. Smash the gridiron. <laughs> Going to go hammer the pigs. Speaking of the NFL, I had to uh, bench my number one receiver on my fantasy team this week because he happens to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and their he's game full of COVID. Got COVID canceled. They are full of COVID. And it's really unfortunate for me. That is really unfortunate. I haven't had to bench any of my starters, and I'm doing pretty well. So in my second league, uh, which I have the better team of, mm-hmm. I had a little guy named Michael Thomas. He seems like a good receiver. And Devontae Adams. He seems like a second good receiver. Both of them injured for the last two weeks. <laughs> well, Devontae out last week. Michael Thomas has been out for two weeks now. Yeah. And my entire bench, every single player on my bench is out. Holy cow. Every single one of them. So you probably had like Sterling Shepard and I did not. a bunch of other people because there are so many people that got injured in week two. Well, first of, of all, my NFL. number one receiver uh, running back was Christian McCaffrey. Oh, he's dead. He's basically died. Yeah, he's dead. Um, yeah, it, it's been a real sham of a season for me. I tell you what, I'm doing pretty well, Chris. I'm on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum here where none of my people, knock on wood, have been injured, and it seems to be it, you literally. So this is live, and I looked at your phone, and uh, Mr. David Timmons just texted you and me, and it says you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's apparently watched and found out that we are going to do the Nick Cage top ten. We will find another phenomenal uh, top ten for him to do. Sorry, David. Yeah, we've got you've got the horror movie thing still coming. You know, you can do that. I don't like horror movies, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, that that makes you an even more featured guest. Honestly, I might have a horror movie on my top ten. Ooh, tonight. That's an interesting thing. It is. I know which one it is. You don't have a clue. Um, I know exactly. What don't it is. even act like you know. So anyway, um, another. I got another little tidbit here. All right, I guess we could consider it news. I guess we'll consider it news, and that we're into the news now. But this news has to deal with a bet that Snarf Talk made many, many months ago. Oh. Um, 
you're involved with the bet because you're part of Snarf Talk. I don't know if you know this. Yes, even I, though I, I do remember, I was roped into this, even though it had me basically. I was going against my own better conscience. Correct. So I am a White Sox fan. Uh, Chris is a Cubs fan. I had made a bet with an avid listener that we're going to have a segment about here shortly, Mr. David Seedentop, and uh, uh, that the White Sox would have a better record at the end of the season than the Cubs would. Everyone laughed at me, (laughs) threw stones, chuckled, said, how ridiculous, I will take that bet. And everybody took the bet. And Chris was on the Snarf Talk side, obviously, even though he wanted the Cubs to do better. And the bet was that either... If the Cubs had a better record, David Seedentop was going to have to be deemed a king on our Patreon account. Oh, um, yeah, king of snarf. The king of snarf for an extended period of time. Um, I think something else was involved with that. And then if the White Sox won, David has to cook Chris and I and our wives a meal, like a three-course fine dining meal an experience a culinary yes, a culinary experience. food experience that we are going to live and he has to provide it for us which is going to happen the white Sox had a better record by one game they they ended the season playing the cubs three games they were two games ahead of them um when they came into this series cubs won the first game White Sox won the second game, which basically solidified it, and then they lost the third game. They were one game better. And now the White Sox were in the playoffs and ended up losing today uh, in the first round, which is fine. I'm happy. I got they my, had a very good... I get my dinner out of it, so that's yeah. all that matters. And at the end of the day, David wins on both ends. He wins if he's the king of Patreon, king of Snarfland, but he also wins because he enjoys cooking. He loves doing this kind of stuff, and it gives him a reason to flaunt his talents if yeah. you will he is a flaunter he's such a flaunter um we have some we do have some people that are uh commenting in oh yeah what do yeah. we got david uh timmons says you are butt <laughs> <laughs> okay so he's upset and sarah punky says hey boys hey boys boys oh, hey girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually got some people watching. So okay, um, we're going to do our best to ignore you. I will keep the comments up if you have. <laughs> we won't ignore everyone. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. We will keep the comments up and see if that works. This delay is kind of weird, but that's fine. So uh, brand new segment off the gate. All right, let's get into it. David. David sucks. St- David was wrong. Oh, David was wrong. Okay. Um, Where are we starting with that? This week. So a couple weeks ago, we had a very popular show. Top 10 fast food restaurants. Oh, yes, we did. Um, oh, my gosh. He was so wrong. Yeah. He, he had sent in his top 10. Yes. And I'm not, they're not all terrible by any means. No. But there's two on this list that are wrong. He's wrong about. And he left one out. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to read his top 10 to you. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. His number 10 was Culver's. I liked Culver's. I, had it on my top 10. I'm not a fan, but that's fine. His number nine was Arby's, a little, little high on the list for me, but I, I had it no. at number three or four. Yeah, so it's low on the list. <laughs> I um, had it as number two, so yeah, it's that's a low pitch. His number eight is the White Dairy Queen. I get it. It's great. Yep. Wendy's, seven. Uh, I'm going to skip over Wendy's, that one. Wendy's, no, I don't think should be on a top ten. Wrong. Uh, I was on mine. Number six. It's wrong. He, he was wrong, Jerry. And he put on Fazoli's. <laughs> Fazoli's. <laughs> Do people eat there? 
Is that Zoli's a real thing? Is like your grade school cafeteria. <laughs> yes. Where they just slop spaghetti. It's like where you when when you were in grade school, everybody liked the square pizza, right? Like yeah. the square rectangular pizza. Everybody talks about it, how they liked it. You it, didn't you don't actually like that. Was it actually good? No. Everybody says that. But it was I don't, not good. You were a child and you wanted pizza and you got it at school and you thought it was like the best thing. You're like, oh my God, they're making pizza. Yes. <laughs> mom, mom doesn't let me have this on Wednesdays. You know what happens though if you go to a poor school like Mazan was? Yeah. The day after you had pizza, pizza soup. <laughs> you didn't have, there was no pizza soup. Yes, there was. <laughs> there was. I swear to God, on, Are you I swear to God when I was in school, they had pizza soup. It was, I wasn't far behind you in school, and I did not have pizza Maybe it was soup. when I was in sixth grade, and you were just a little in, in like third been. or fourth. I would think I was in kindergarten. They cut it up into pieces, the, the leftover pizza, and they threw it in tomato soup, and they had pizza soup. I, I swear to God. I've never heard of that ever in my life. The, I don't. They had it and it was I, on. Maybe it's because I basically brought a cold lunch every day in grade school because oh, I hated everything. You're one of those people. I was. We have a rule in our house that our children are only allowed to bring cold lunches once a week. Yeah, we don't. The boys eat at school almost every day, and they very rarely ever turn it down. Oh, Kristen Kinsella says, Fazoli's is life for Mike. Fazoli's is garbage. Well, Mike is also a caveman, and <laughs> yeah. he will eat dirt. Yeah, so <laughs> he would happily eat dirt. I've watched the man take a package of hot dogs just cold. I know they're cooked, but who does this? Who opens a whole package of hot dogs and just starts taking bites out of them? I would. I would do, I do that every do? day after school. I would eat cold hot dogs. That is ridiculous. I've seen him do it with raw bratwurst, though. Well, he, yes. He <laughs> or ate, raw steak. He was eating raw meat when we were on our camping trip. Yeah. So that doesn't count. Fazoli's bacon. is garbage. He was eating raw bacon. <laughs> yes, he was. Number five, we got in and out He's got um, number... I had in and out on mine, but it was number 10. He had it way too high. Uh, number four, he's got Portillo's. That's fine. Number three, I, uh, he's wrong about. Yeah. He's got Panda Express. Garbage. Panda Express shouldn't even exist. It really... It's the garbage of the Asian food It's community. the Chipotle of Asian food. <laughs> yes. It really is. It's terrible. And if you accept... If you accept Panda Express as being like good fast food, I just feel like you're an idiot. Yeah. David. <laughs> it's really not Sorry. good. <laughs> and, I mean, wouldn't it, you... It literally, you walk down a line and they you, slop shit onto a tray and you're just like, yeah. oh, give me some fried rice and lo mein. And then you slop it in there. And then you're like, give me orange chicken. They're like, well, what else do you want? I'm like, more orange chicken? I mean, what? Yeah. I don't know. General Sal's? They don't have that. They don't have that? I don't think. I think they only have orange chicken. To be honest, I've never eaten at a Panda Express ever in my life. Oh, well, you've, you've lived a good life. Then. Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm coming out on top here. If you go to the Dwight, if you would have put Dwight Chinese restaurant, I don't even know what that's called, or like... Dwight's not the best. Oh, no. The, that's my point. <laughs> it's not the best, but it's better than Panda oh, Express. absolutely. So therefore, I mean, they're cooking straight up stray dogs, stray cats, Things that most people just don't want. They're getting rid of these animals. Yeah, the drifters like, that live in that hotel behind. The, <laughs> <in> yes, the, <laughs> all of the extra protein that is just out wandering on its own that's still living. These Chinese restaurants will cook them. It is still better than Panda Express. All of it. <laughs> I will eat anywhere besides that place. I've never eaten it. I won't um, refuse. Ryan Fry says David has garbage taste buds. So we're going to have to agree with that. Yeah. Number two, we had Taco Bell. 
which um, that's fine. That's good. Hey, that was my number was your one. Number one. I feel like number one. He's got Jimmy Johns, one. and he he gave us a very passion and passioned argument for that, and I can't fault him for that. It's a great place. No five guys though on the list. I didn't put five guys on my list either. Though. <sighs> You're wrong. No McDonald's on your list. That is what's ridiculous. Yeah, he didn't put course. McDonald's on his list whatsoever, and he acts like it's trash food. Yeah. Get your head on straight, bud. Everybody in America eats at McDonald's. I don't care. No, it's not like a fine dining experience at McDonald's. Well, these, this is a top fast food restaurants list, so. Exactly, but the way he spoke about McDonald's hurt me. <laughs> I agree. That was my number one. So that's it for uh, the segment of David was wrong. And we're going to end it like this. Or. We need a better name for that segment. but We're going to call it David is a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, your brother-in-law said, "Can I come over and crash the live broadcast?" He can be on the yeah, live broadcast. You can come on the broadcast. That's all we, you got to do. It's going to take a lot of work to figure that out, but we can figure it out. Oh, not tonight! <laughs> Another night. Um, we're going to do this every week, so we're good. Right. Um, we got a little bit of news. We do. Uh, Bring it on. A me. very small bit of news. Since we were talking about the NFL sporting contests. Oh yes. There's a little bit of uh, late breaking news in the sports world, has nothing to do with football. Okay. Um, the Chicagoland Speedway has been axed. It has been axed. It's been taken out of the NASCAR loop. Now, to be honest here, how many people are watching NASCAR nowadays? <laughs> it's struggling. I used to. But that's a, that's a new track. It's a big track. I used to be a huge fan of NASCAR, and I used to go to the Chicagoland Speedway Me too. We had every a, year. We had a camping spot at yeah. Speedway Ridge. And... It was a great time. Loved it. Phenomenal experience. And to be honest, I thought it was still a very good experience for everybody that was going there up until last year. Um, apparently, NASCAR has no room for it and axed it from its list of events. And they're also talking about putting in, like, they're literally talking about getting rid of it, complete, like bulldozing it down and putting in big warehouses. Oh, really? Yeah. And the NHRA is not having the national drag that I didn't know contest thing at the other. Do you know? You know who hurts the most from this? John Force. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> Ashley Force's daughter. But uh, no, all the houses that were around there that were getting paid for parking, that people were oh, paying them yeah. for parking, those people had a legitimate income every year. And then when they made it two races a year, they were racing there twice. I don't remember that. It, they later on the last like probably five or six years they've been racing there twice a year oh. one in june or july and one in september like is there late any race. way that they recouped the cost of building that in the 10 15 years that existed oh, i'm sure they have well it seems like they could still have big concerts there if they don't bulldoze it and put warehouses on <laughs> yeah. the land oh, but all that's... those people around there are losing out on so much money that i guarantee you was like their income for the year because they so many people had like prime parking that were okay but that wasn't their income for the year it was two races i bet you it was a lot of it they were charging so much money and they had huge little plots of land like they were parking hundreds of cars on okay and making cars at 20 bucks a pop what's that 20 grand yeah twice a year so you're getting 40 grand cash yeah i'm sure that's not their income for the year but I know, but they, I bet taxes. you they looked forward to that every single year. 
Yeah, I'm sure. That they will never get again. Poor suckers. Because of stupid NASCAR. NASCAR. NASCAR! <laughs> um, so, anyway, that stinks because I had a lot of great memories of that track. Yeah, I do too. And... It wasn't a great racetrack, to be honest. The races were always very boring. Very boring. Mile and a half. Everybody would just spread out and just go around, and nothing ever happened, really. That was exciting. The only good part about it is that you could see every part of the track, no matter where you sat. You could see everywhere on the track. Because there are some races, like Indianapolis Speedway, where you better get a good seat on a good corner or the straightaway or something. Otherwise, you're only going to see like one little section of the race. See, the I we time. had a spot up against the fence on Speedway Ridge, so it's compl- the opposite side from the grandstands. Yeah, right at the fifty yard line, and you could see the entire track. You mean the start finish line? Um, no, that was over by the grandstands. I know, but they also don't have a fifty yard line. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, basically same thing. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that's a shame. I got some Marvel Cinematic Universe news for you. I like me some Marvel Cinematic Universe. The MCU has said that they are they have brought back or are bringing back Jamie Foxx to play Electro again in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> My god, are you joking me? No, seriously. This does not sound good. Well, apparently they really liked the character. Why? Um, I don't know, but he was in... Uh, Isn't that like widely hated on? Yes. Well, that movie was. I don't know about if he was or not. I think his character kind of was I don't think he too. was very good in it, but no. that is a big character. Uh, I don't know why you just wouldn't so recast gonna, it like, at this point because it's a completely separate universe. Why are you putting the same character in a movie Right, with again, a different Spider-Man. With a different <laughs> Spider-Man. I don't... Um, He's in final talks, so it's not a. I guess it's not a done deal, but he's in final talks to play Electro. Not smart. Um, which he played in 2014's Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, yeah, so it might have something to do with the multiverse, though. We don't know. It could be. Hopefully, the. Uh, I have faith that they will do it better, because everything that has come out Spider-Man related in the last five to six years is phenomenal. Yeah, I trust them. They'll um, do a good job. So I do trust that they will do a good job with that, but that character is not good. <laughs> um, one other quick thing that I got. I think we need to round up a Snarf Talk road trip, perhaps. Oh, I like road trips. But how are we going to do this with COVID, Chris? November 1st, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are coming to Chicago for an outdoor live podcast. November 1st, outdoor live podcast, now, Chicago. They're from California. How are they going to survive I outside? I don't know if they really know what they're getting themselves into. But yeah, And Kevin Smith is pretty skinny now. Yeah. He, mean, ain't, got, uh, he ain't got that, you know, that uh, insulation that he used to have. So I think we should go to that. Um Jane Silent Bob Get Old is not my favorite podcast. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I don't care. But watching it live is a way different experience than listening to the regular podcast. Yeah, I did. Um, I did go to one Jane Silent Bob Get Old podcast that you ditched me for. I know. So you I had to go by myself like a jackass. Every time. You tell me this. Down to Watsika, Illinois. This is probably the 47th episode <laughs> that this has been brought up on. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, I think we should go to that November 1st. I'll probably still be in the field. It's my but sister's birthday. I think we can figure it out. Your sister is in our... She's watching right now. Well, your birthday is Say November happy 1st. birthday. Katie, and I'm going to go to a show for you <laughs> and see Kevin Smith. And not call you or I'll anything. be busy. <laughs> happy birthday to Katie. Um, that's all I got for news. I don't know if you got anything else. Um, I really don't. Not really. I had no news. I told you that before. You told me you had all the news. Um, I didn't. That was all of it. I do have an article on everything coming to Netflix, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, and Amazon Prime in October, if you want to know. That seems like a lot. I'm not going to read them all, Okay, but I can give you... Give me the basis. Give me the good stuff. Um, the things that will get me Netflix, fired up, um, if you will. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. I will watch that. <laughs> That'll be on there. Um, Basic Instinct. Cape Fear. That's a good one. I'd never seen Cape Fear, but Basic Instinct isn't that great. I mean, there's lots. Ghost Rider, speaking of Nicolas Cage. Speaking of the old Nick Cage, because if you weren't aware, we're doing a top 10 Nick Cage movie. We are, despite David's protests. Right. Well, we're dead to him now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and we're butt. We are butt. We are butt. (laughs) (laughs) Disney Plus has one thing coming in in uh, October, one thing Maleficent. You know, I've never seen that. It's pretty good. Should I see that? Yeah, it's good. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Angelina. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it's. I a believe good movie. it's a Colombian name. Uh, I, th- I believe so. Do you know yeah. she's John Voight's daughter? I did know that. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's widely known. I don't think it's like much of a secret. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Hulu, who cares? Skip that one. What do you mean, who cares? They've had phenomenal stuff. They don't got, yeah, I mean, they got Blade, Trinity. Oh, well, that's not Hell's that Kitchen season 18. I'm going to watch that. I will. I will I'm absolutely watch that because I've, they've only had up to 17 on there and I haven't seen past 17. Uh, so. Kicking and Screaming, which we just got a poster for. You did. <laughs> Go back to last week's episode, number 95, and uh, you will see, if you watch it on YouTube, I guess, or here, um, the the posters that Chris has purchased. He purchased one poster. It was a Swamp Thing poster. Love it. It's amazing. They just happened to give him their other garbage posters. <laughs> yeah. With it, for some reason. So if anybody... We're going to have a contest, and you can, you could win a Cannonball Run original movie poster which i kind of like yeah or possibly poltergeist too yes or a kicking, <laughs> or and, kicking screaming. and screaming what was the small one there that was, was kicking and screaming okay yeah it was it's like not even an 11 by 17 all right hbo max the big dog here's what we got coming um all-star superman just the uh, comic all right um analyze this and analyze that i don't even know what those are De Niro, Billy Crystal. I don't think I've ever seen him. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all the Austin Powers movies. I, I like those. Uh, Best in Show. I love, love that, that movie. movie. Boogie Nights. Never saw it. You've never what? seen Boogie Nights? It was never allowed. It came out when I was really young. Oh, my gosh. Catwoman with Holly Berry. There's a lot of like sexual things in Boogie Nights. City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. That's a good one. That's a solid movie. I need to watch City Suckers again. Um, that's, you know, nothing else too exciting. Um, Eraser. Yeah. 
But that's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's pretty good. You can do a pretty good Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Get out of here. That's that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> that's all I can Lead do. Lead the weapons two through four. Those are very good. Yeah. Why are they doing? Why do they do that? Uh, oh two no! Two through four. One, no, all of them. Oh, sorry, all of them. I was gonna say why? Why do they always keep like one movie out of the the sequence there? A lot of places. Well, they're do not that. doing it. Just like you said, the whole Ace Ventura when nature calls. All right, that's the second one. What about the first one? Is it already on there? Probably do already they, on there. Are they just not going to add it? Um, What's the deal? And then basically nothing else too exciting. Um, there's a couple more. Oh, that South Park pandemic special, which I wanted to see. It was on the other night, I think. Was it on already? I think it's been on. I believe it was on the other night. So I did didn't. they air it live and then we'll air it as a special again well, after that? Yeah, or? all of South Park, I believe, is on HBO Max. So it'll come out. Oh, on, it is? I think so, yes. I didn't know this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, 2, and 3. Okay, I got to watch uh, number 3. The boys haven't seen number 3 yet. Is that the one where they go back to feudal Japan? They do. Oh, that's great. Number 2 is like Secret of the Ooze. Uh, here's one that we all want to watch. We Will Rise, Michelle Obama's mission to educate girls around the world. We will, we will rise. rise. <laughs> I think that's the theme song. Um, and on Amazon, of course, there's a bunch of other stuff. Nothing that jumps out at me. Um, but they, st- the wedding singer, love that movie. No, you know what I love? Oh, oh my gosh, that's all just on October first. I can't go through this list. Holy it's smokes. forever long. There what, is more stuff coming to Disney+. Plus. Listen up, though. If you are a big fan of The Wedding Singer, you need to watch The Goldbergs because they had one single episode where they tied in The Wedding Singer um, into... What's, the, what's that one main character's name on The Goldberg? Adam. Is it Adam Goldberg? Yeah. That's the one with the curly hair? Adam. Yeah. That was on the plane? Um, I, was it Barry on the plane? Barry was on the plane. Is Barry the younger one or the older one? Uh. Barry's the older one. Okay, yes, the older one with the girlfriend. They were riding on the plane, the same plane that Adam Sandler was on during the whole, like, gonna make you smile. Yes. And it's one of the best scenes in TV history. It is. It really is. I absolutely loved that. And the whole, like, get out of the way, Billy, was involved with it, too. And I thought it was so great. Because Billy Idol is also on the plane, that they really kind of pass over. Yeah. They're not really caring about Billy Idol being on the plane. And how dare you? I know. Not care about Billy Idol. I know. He's my idol. They're, he's, you know, in the mood for Dancing a white with wedding. myself. It's one of my favorite songs. What about Rebel Yell? Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. With a Rebel Yell, we cry more, <laughs> more, more. more. That should be our next snarfioki. I think it will be in about two hours. Um, so we're gonna do our top ten, but first I think we should do what we're watching real quick. Okay, mine's gonna be quick. I got two things. Oh my god, Jerry! I'm a busy man. I can't stay up all night. Okay. I actually got three things. Okay. You go. So I finished all three seasons of Yellowstone. Finally. Do you sleep? A show. So aggressively mediocre. <laughs> so you were in this... That everybody loves more than anything in the world. I know. Everybody everybody loves it. And there was a series of text messages last night talking about this. And uh, it just doesn't... It doesn't 
spark me as something I need to watch. Then. No, I think you'd like it. I uh, David said it best. He said it's it's like uh, the OC on a ranch. I hated the OC. Yeah, me too. It's just extremely dramatic. It's the most dr- dramatic thing I've ever seen. Like crazy shit happens in every episode that is like whatever could cause the just most so outlandish that outrageously dramatic. And there, in the and the season finale for the third season, yeah, is so ridiculous. It's really out of control. Does it involve coyotes? Uh, no, there are coyotes in the show. Are there coyotes? and wolves and grizzlies? I tell you what, I was outside putting the chickens away two nights ago, and something growled at me from the weeds, and I ran inside like a child. Was it a coyote? I have no idea. I got scared. You were scared of a coyote? I don't know what it was. It growled at me, and then the the weeds rustled around, and I was like, I'm out of here. Maybe. I have no weapons on me whatsoever, and I ran inside. And then I told Grady, I was like, there's something in the weeds out there. Man. Oh, that's a really <laughs> great thing to do. <laughs> no, I, I didn't tell him that I was like frightened, but I did tell him something growled at me outside. Because it did. I don't know what it was. It was probably a badger. I think it might have been or maybe the mink is getting I think you'd bigger. rather tangle I think with the a coyote than a badger. I agree. They're almost like a wolverine. Are a they ba- cousins to a wolverine, you think? Um, second cousins once removed. I knew it. Yeah. Real I knew close. They, I knew they were close. There was a, a neighbor of ours had a had a badger issue. Do they come down here? They were here. They're here, man. He has a runway and this badger kept digging a big ass burrow in the middle of the runway. Oh, really? And so they'd go get try and get it during the day, but it's gone. They travel like five miles a day. I thought they were... To not, get food. They're not nocturnal? They're, I don't know. But They're a daydreamer, huh? I think so. So they travel a big distance during the day to get food. And they were trying to stake this thing out and get rid of it. They finally got rid of it somehow. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a badger. <laughs> so I had a story today of a guy I used to work with. He... Works at the Brandon Road Lock and Dam. Happens to be the lock master there. And he, a salesperson was there, and then the salesperson happened to come down to my lock trying to sell me stuff. Well, in the process of conversation, he knew that I had known this man very well. And he said, oh, I saw a snake up at Brandon Road. He's like, there was a snake just sitting by the gate, pretty big, uh, black, it was a bull snake pretty big snake. And he just happened to tell him, he's like, Oh, there's a snake by that gate. So, Oh, there is. He said, yeah. It, he's like, it's, it looks to be alive. It's just cold. So it's not moving around much. You know, it was relatively early in the morning, like nine o'clock before it warmed up really. And, uh, his, this man's comment was, Oh, all right, well, we'll throw gas on it later. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Just gas that snake out. Does, do people just put gas on snakes? Yeah. You got to gas them snakes, dear. <laughs> and it's a pretty common thing. I don't think it is. You've never gassed a snake? <laughs> Nobody gasses a oh, snake. Oh, yeah. Surefire way to desnakeify just, your landscape. Apparently. Just gas You them. just dump gas around. Just cover your whole yard in it. Guaranteed to keep snakes away. Works gasoline. even better if you light it all on fire. Well, I, is that his intention? Or is his intention just to pour gas on the snake and hope that it may die from that later? I don't know. That's a good question. That's what we were. We were literally having the conversation for quite a while on what he actually meant because I've never heard of this. I've never heard of somebody just saying, "Yeah, just I mean, I'll, we'll dump some gas on it later." I will dump some gas, Hunter. <laughs> and that's what he said. 
Never heard of that ever. Anyway, badgers. Badgers. Snakes. Badgers and snakes are mortal enemies, right? Oh, They're, no, that's a, that's mongoose. That's a mongoose. They can fight cobras. So speaking of your mink problem, though, I was just happening to drive to work here one day. And I don't. And the, my office is not by the woods. I mean, no, we're, we're uh, eighth of, of a mile field. away from the woods. Um, pull on my driveway, and there's a curious-looking, all-black little creature. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is that thing? Kind of so, snaking his way. Yes. And so it, it's, it runs off the driveway into the yard, and I immediately just start driving through the yard, like after. literally after it. Trying to cut it off. I wasn't trying to run it over. Oh, they're I was just trying to cut it off because it was aiming towards the bean field. Okay. And I'm like, I think it's a mink. And they they kind of... They like... They like hop. Yeah, it's not like a... Like it's a like snake-like a, movement. A slithering hop. Yes. So, and they like look wet. Like they're slicked a, back black hair. Yeah, so they're a weasel cousin. They're a cousin to the weasel. Maybe Not even second cousin once removed. They're like legit cousin to a weasel um and like a ferret type animal but they are usually very dark colored could be a dark brown could be a black but that's what they look like and their tail is basically as long as what their body is so it's like a hundred percent of their length is their tail yeah and they're very small and they just kind of and pretty fast so this is why they're very hard to shoot because i have tried to shoot at these things a few times. And when they keep hopping around like that, it's the same thing in Fortnite. <laughs> in Fortnite, all these people do is they, they jump. jump. It's annoying. They just constantly jump around. You know where they learn that? Minks. They do. It's stylized off of a mink culture that I can't stand and I won't stand for. I Chris. won't. <laughs> I won't back. Be prey mink to the culture. mink. <laughs> I won't stand for mink culture and. They should, they should be eradicated because I tell you one thing, my chickens don't really enjoy them. No. They're all headless now. They, they deep bloodify them pretty quick. Chew their heads off. No. It's bad. Um, so did you get it or did it escape? No, it escaped into the bean field. I, I didn't get it. You didn't drive through your bean field? I mean, I could have, but I yeah. wouldn't have known where to drive. I mean. Well, ever just up and down it. All of it? Just, Yeah. I didn't do that. You can follow the rows. It's not hard. Well, I didn't, and I didn't get it. But I thought it was odd that a mink was so far away from everything. And I've I've only ever seen them by the creek, ever, in my life. Yeah, as far as I know, they don't really travel that far away from a a creek or a body of water of some sort. Normally, it is some sort of flowing water. Because they do eat, uh, their main diet is really fish and, like, animals around a creek. That's what they eat. It just so happens that I, I live very close to a creek, and so do my because chickens. Because you're rich. Rich people live by water. Okay. Always. Really? Yeah. Your ditch has a lot of water in it. It does. So you're rich, too. Uh, Kaylee Swartz Walker says, hey, guys. Hey. hey. She's the one who wants the crew neck. Oh. We need to order. Come on. Just wear a hoodie like a regular person. <sighs> she doesn't want a hoodie, man. And I told her we'd get her a crew neck. Wear the hoodie and cut the sleeves off. That's like Rocky Balboa, though. Yeah. What's the relation to Caleb Swartz? None. Zero? Okay. Zero. Yeah, <laughs> not, not at all. Um, or anyway, Yellowstone we were talking about. Um, <laughs> I would recommend... Was that? 
Was that all yeah. based off of a Yellowstone story? Yeah, okay. I think you should watch it. I think you would enjoy it. Um, I can probably... I think you should watch it. I think you would like it more than I liked it. Really? Let me put it that because way. Because of Kevin Costner? That's the only reason I want to watch it. It's hard to stop watching. It's so dramatic. It sucks you in. You need to know what happens in the next episode. Season three was a little slower than the first two, I thought, but it ended strong. It's like Dallas. You ever watched Dallas? A little bit, yeah. Who shot JR? Um, That's how season three kind of is molded after. My question is, is like, I, I don't like annoyingly the, the way you've explained it, like how over the top it is, like how like the outlandish things that happen in order to create drama. Oh, right? yeah, that happens and in every episode. I don't like that. I don't like that in most shows to where it's just so overly dramatic on purpose, you know, to create the tension. And I just don't think it's necessary. You can write a better story than that and still have people hooked in what you're doing. Right. Um, from what you've told me, from what I've heard of other people, it just sounds really annoying. Even though the country is in love with Yellowstone. I guess I should maybe give it a chance. It is. It's getting like 5 million views per episode. It's the number one cable television show. It, it finally is? beat out The Walking Dead. The number one cable television show is Yellowstone. Yes, that is correct. Um, so, yeah. Wow. It's, got a, it's got a big viewing audience. Did we talk about the uh, Walking Dead? Did we do that news already? No. Last season? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. I brought that up a long time ago. Um, Way long time ago. Do you, what do you been watching? What else do you got? Um, so, obviously, The Boys. The Boys, yes. Same uh, here. There's a new episode tonight. There is a new episode coming tonight. Guys, I watched if the you're not, sixth. If you're not watching this show, you need to. This is the show you need to be watching. I'm telling you, you really do. Every single episode has something happen in it that I cannot believe. <laughs> and boy, that's the truth. The the sixth episode I watched again last night. I thought I was behind a, an episode, so I got back on there and started watching it last night. And then I realized I had already seen this episode, but I watched it all over again. And right in the beginning, I'm just going to spoil the beginning of this episode. And it's where Homelander and What's her name? Storm Stormfront. Stormfront are uh, stopping this basically like a purse snatcher, like a burglar in an alleyway. And he's begging for his life um, in this alleyway because he's caught, you know, and he's begging that they leave him alone. And Homelander has his hand on his head. And then Stormfront is talking to him and like kind of talking him up and caressing him in ways. Um, and he gets so worked up over it. He just crushes the man's head right. up against the wall, just explodes his head up against the wall because he's of these things that are happening. And I just it's sit ridiculous. there like she's talking to him like a little, like a, a boy basically like in, and talking him up, giving him props about everything that he does, how great he is, you know, cause he's Homelander, but also touching him. And he crushes a man's head. And it's just, these are the things that you will see in the show. Not necessarily good things. It's not like something I've asked for ever in my life because I haven't. Right. But it is fun. <laughs> it's fun to watch because you don't know what's going to happen next with these crazy, weird superheroes. 
And one really good thing about this year is that I wasn't a huge A train fan last season. He's very minimal in the in this season, and um, the main character that isn't um, a superhero. What's his name? Petey. Uh, Petey Pablo. Dennis Quaid's son. Yes, that's what I call him. Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah. Yes, that guy um, isn't as big of a deal in this season as well. Right. And that honestly is for the better. I didn't think he was bad by any means. It's just somewhat boring when you have all of these superheroes that are doing crazy crap. And then you have this guy that's just sad that his girlfriend died. Yeah. You know, and then has this weird relationship with Starlight. Uh, Ryan Fry chimes in Eric Kripke, who's the guy that, um, he's the showrunner. Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's a writer too. Okay. Um, he helps direct the boys or a director, I guess. Uh, fun fact. He also directed the supernatural series. All of it? All of it. Well, I don't know about all of it, but... But he uh, directed a lot so. of episodes. I'm One assuming, of our yeah. uh, guests that we've had on a couple times, Alex. Um, Big Supernatural Huge fan. Supernatural fan. He's yeah. been on a deep dive. There's like 20 seasons of that shit. It, this is the last one, though. It ended. It's uh, it Supernatural is over now. I think it's all over, or they still have to film the last season. One of the two. Kirk Blagojevich says, <laughs> I'm on vacation, <laughs> and I'm still watching you. That's awesome. Where are you on vacation? Yeah, Greg? tell us where you're on vacation at. I would like to know so that we can come yeah. to your vacation spot. And um, then uh, David Seatontop says, you guys should offer the Bill Belichick-style hoodies with cut-off sleeves. I agree. I think that's a really good it's idea. It's a great idea. We need to get the like the shit gray speckled ones, though. Like the Of course, the not, ones that look not like... shit gray. I don't know why I called it shit gray. But <laughs> I've never I've never shit Just gray. like the cheap, the cheap looking like speckled gray ones. Yeah. The ones that look like you've lived at home with your mom and you're 38. Yeah. And you yell from the basement like, more meatloaf. Or you're like a mom, 60 year old where's my, football coach. Where's my meatloaf? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that. those. Yeah. Um, so yes, the boys must watch. Start watching it if you haven't seen it. Um, it, it goes fast. There's not a lot of episodes per season. There's only like eight or ten episodes per season. I yeah. Think, so so uh, episode seven is coming out. I really like tomorrow, Carl Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's very good. Yeah. He is butcher. But I mean, no. I mean, in the show. The most sadistic, awful character that has ever existed is Homelander. Is Homelander, yeah. But that actor is so good. He was, he is this sadistic in real life. Yeah. He drinks breast milk in real life. Really? Yeah, that's what they said. Um, I saw something, it was a mock-up, a fan mock-up of him playing Wolverine, and it looked amazing. Really? He, that, this was a fan thing. Right, they must have made him over because... I, it, I'm going to tell you, it looked amazing. Looking at him as Homelander... Well, obviously. Doesn't No, seem... but they gave him like the chops and stuck him out. He looked great at him. That guy huh. could be anything. He's, he's, uh, Craig is in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Yes, where the right villagers through. I've been there. I love Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, and the whole like Outer Banks region of North Carolina. Outer it's Banks amazing. is very good. We have a lot of fans in North Carolina. We do. We have quite a few of them that are in our coloring contest right now. I don't know if you know this, Chris, but we oh, have a coloring contest that is active. Quick update on that. Um, I, we've been getting messages that people apparently still haven't received them. A couple. People. And it's been over two weeks. Yeah. So the United States Postal Service not, needs to speed it up. Not a little doing bit, a great job guys. here. So there's a chance 
small chance that we might have to postpone the results till after our 100th episode because it's not fair to those people. No, it really isn't fair to them. As of right now, you still do have four full weeks uh, to get it in, like four yeah. and a half weeks, really, to get it into us. Uh, but if we don't, you know, if you don't get it for a, another couple weeks or whatever, I know you said you were going to resend uh, one to uh, one of the contestants. Um, if that is the case, yes, we may postpone it to 101, 102, whatever we have to do. But um, yeah, we do have an active coloring contest. We'll still so we'll still give you a poster if you want to do it. We can email it to you, yeah. um, and then you just email it back to us, yeah, uh, with a finished copy of it, and then we select from there. Um, when I was in North Carolina, we stayed in this little strip motel. That was a ways up from the shoreline, but it wasn't a beachy area. It was a fishing area. Okay. And we went out on a fishing trip with a guy named Captain Eddie. Captain oh, Eddie. Captain Eddie. Yeah. He's still working, by the way. This was when I was a little kid. How old is he now? Got to be old. Got to be really old. You think so? Um, but we did the blue crab traps. I caught a shark, a little shark. A My real sister caught these big fish. Shark. I think they were called kingfish or something like that. And uh, we ate a lot of mussels, and it was amazing. I love you know, I'm not a big mussel fan. Oh, well, you're not American. All right. Um, I think moving I on, uh, the next thing I've watched, been watching, I, we're not going to dwell on this because, oddly enough, the live thing, I think, changes, changes my idea of what content I want to be talking about. Oh, really? Okay. Because there is a show, just because we have kids... Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of our listeners have kids. So sometimes I like to comment about kid shows. Yeah. Because a lot of them are terrible. Oh, the majority. But some of them I can tolerate. So I wanted to point this one out that I can tolerate. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I feel like people watching on Facebook don't want to listen They're to like, talk about cares? kid shows. Who cares, Who Chris? Who cares about kid shows? Uh, Get out of here. How you wearing khakis? <laughs> uh, put, the, put your khakis away. Uh, who cares? All right, go ahead. Um, there is one particular kid show on Netflix that I'm like. Anytime the kids are watching it, I get sucked into. I it. bet you I know what it is. It's called the worst. It's called Worst Witch. Oh no, I did not know that at all. And I thought is, you were going to talk about the um, Jurassic Park show. No, that's good too. It's but good. this one is called Worst Witch, and it's basically a complete ripoff of Harry Potter. Really? It's about well, that's all these, why you like all it so these much. girls in like a witch witch school. Mm-hmm. Do, it's exactly like Harry Potter. I don't even know how they're doing this and not getting sued by J.K. Rowling's or whatever. Rowling's. She would do it. Um, but it's a good show. It's really good. I get sucked into it. Is it? it it's an episode? Like yeah, an yeah, episodic a, show? Yeah. I and think, it's with young kids that are going to a wizardry school? Yeah. Or a, I guess it'd be a witch school. Yeah, it's an all-girls school. or a witch school. It's a great show. Interesting. So there's Your no, kids will like it. There's no warlocks. Cash loves it. There are some warlocks, yeah. There are, yeah. But you said it's all girls. It's a girls' school, but there's male professors. Oh, I gotcha. And there's boys' schools, and they just teach them like potions and yeah. broom riding. Yep, it's just like Harry Potter. Interesting, <laughs> but it's really good, and I enjoy it. Cool. Uh, what are the age of kids? Like, is it? Um, they're like, they're like preteens. Okay. Like ten to thirteen. Yeah. And you like it? It's a good show. For a kid's show. I mean, it's not like I would watch it in my free time, but if the kids have to be watching something, this yeah. is a show that I, I can watch Grady, and not hate myself. Grady was turning on the big show. 
Have you seen any of that? No. Like with the wrestler, you know how there was the wrestler, yeah. the big show? He has his own like family show on Netflix and it's called The Big Show. It is one of the single worst acted shows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know why you would expect any different. Well, I, I never expected anything from it because I never thought I would have to have it in front of my eyeballs. And Grady had it on and I just could hear it in the background. I turn and look at it. It's just absolutely terrible. And it almost infuriated me that he was even watching the show, <laughs> but I let it go and just went in a different room because it was annoying. All right. What else have you been watching? I finished uh, the show Away. I had talked about it a few times before. It's a space drama um, with, uh, shoot, I can't, uh, Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank. Hillary Swank's Million Dollar Baby. And she's the commander of this uh, what are the space mission to go to on, Mars. Hit her head on a stool. At, at 1%. I mean, insane. Yeah, it is pretty insane. She's dead. She died. Yeah. Straight and, up. That movie is insane. It is insane. It won, a, it won a Oscar. For her dying. She died in real life, In too. real life, and then they brought her back just for this Mars trip. Yeah. And she's the commander. Yeah. CGI'd, 100%. Yeah, and she's good in it. The drama is fine. It is nothing that is standout. I think it's shot very well, and the space scenes and everything look amazing. I think it's, if you're looking for a show to watch and have absolutely nothing else to select from, you've already seen all of the boys and everything else we tell you to watch. Yeah. If you've seen all of that, then yes, go and watch Away, because it's, it's a See, good show. See, I have a, but it's, the way you feel about Yellowstone, I feel about Away. Like, every yeah. time I go to look at it, I'm just like, ah. Yeah, and, it. and it's not, I don't think you would really enjoy it that much. I really don't. I, I did enjoy it. It's just... It was more of a, it's a time filler type show, right? If you have nothing else to do and you just need to waste time, you can watch that show. I got like three I don't episodes. Got time to waste, man. I know. I got like three episodes in, and then I felt committed to it. I was like, well, I think there's only eight episodes in it, anyways. I might as well finish it out now. So I did. It took me a little while, um, but it's fine. I mean, it, there's. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it, and I don't regret watching it. Cool. I doubt they will have anything else from it, though. I think it got really good ratings. I just don't see them bringing it back. Yeah. They should. I mean, they obviously haven't completed everything that they needed to do. They like literally just got to Mars, so there's a whole big story that they have, but I doubt they're going to put it back on because I don't think it was going to make that much money. David Seedentop says, $100 Baby is a top 10 episode of It's Always Sunny but I've never seen Million Dollar Baby. You should see Million Dollar Baby. You really should watch it. Because it is Million a freaking amazing movie with a really depressing ending. Oh, terrible. Because she dies. She. Everyone spoiled. in the whole place dies. Spoiled. All of them die. A guy comes in. With a coronavirus gun. Yeah, and he shoots him in the face with coronavirus, and they immediately die. But she hit a stool. Of COVID-19. She was going to survive because she's got million dollar blood. Yeah. Which is an antibody. Everybody knows that's an antibody. Well, it's because she, she's a baby. With million-dollar blood. So she has really good antibodies because she doesn't have any like cellular you know, breakdown. Defamation. Yeah, because she's a baby. Yeah. And the only reason she, she did die is the stool. Yeah, that stool. That COVID stool. Yeah. It was actually a stool constructed of COVID 
you know, viruses. I was hoping it was pine. It's a lot softer wood, you know, but it COVID and and red oak doesn't mix. Makes really hard petrified wood. Yeah. Like the petrified forest. So um, the only other thing I've been watching is the debate. Which the presidential we t- debate. To b- talk a lot about. I except we're out of time, and it's time to talk about our top 10 Nick Cage movies. Everybody knows that the presidential debate was a complete shit show, and if you don't know that... I don't think it was that as bad as everybody makes it out to be. It was very hard to watch. It was very hard to watch. I will agree with that. But also... She fought Clint. She fought Clint Eastwood and was killed in the fight. <laughs> That's Craig. Yeah, I mean Clint Eastwood Basically. would kill her. I mean, every time he punched, his brittle bones just like powdered. He said, "Get off my ring! <laughs> I got a stole for you." Hey, dragon lady. Anyway. Um. <laughs> uh. You know, I yes, it was hard to watch. Yes, but the whole like they're not acting presidential thing, like it didn't bother me. Like it, it, um, it was annoying that they kept talking over each other. Yeah, I didn't like necessarily like they were actively trying to attack each other in a way that was so childish. It was like high school drama. Yeah, but that didn't bother me. I thought that was really. What is the point? What are you getting out of this? Well, that's what do you my think? only issue with it. There well, was not a lot of substance. No, what do you think this is going... What are you going to gain from what you're doing right now on this debate? As a, as a complete independent coming at it, which literally... I mean, I'm probably voting for the third-party candidate anyway. Um, I don't have a hand in promoting anybody. Yeah. Um, it seemed to me, as an outside observer that Trump came across a lot more like common sense on a lot of stuff or a lot, or more like non-political. I agree. Which was, a, in my opinion, probably a win for him. Coming across like when, when Biden starts talking in like completely political terms and just kind of jabbering platitudes... Well, I think, and that's then he the comes problem. up and be like, "That's not what happened. What are you talking? Like, this isn't the. This isn't how it's working. Like, uh, it just came across a lot more like, what do we? Let's get down to actual. I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's. I feel like the problem with politics right now is that each party is supposed to be a certain thing. Yeah, it's identity politics, right? And then yes, that's what it is. It's like they have to have this certain identity, they have to stand for these certain things. Otherwise you're not a Democrat or you're not a conservative, right? I don't feel like Trump's that way though necessarily. Well and that's what I was going to get to. So Biden specifically fits that mold. He is going to live by and preach exactly what the Democratic Party has to preach, right? He has to fit that mold well, and have that, said in the debate. have that identity. But then Trump is his own thing. I mean, he's... I'm looking forward to more debates, personally. I absolutely I, I thought it was entertaining. But I don't think Trump fits that mold where he's like the, the I don't, conservative that they would put up, like no, the right-wing person that they would put up. I don't think so. I don't think Honestly. either one of them won, and I don't think either one of them lost. I think it was just kind of like everybody just kind of ignored it. After it happened, yeah, everybody just realized it was... I think they got it out of their system. Hopefully. I'm hoping. Hopefully. I think that maybe the next one will be better. 
that's that's what I'm hoping for that where they can actually let each other speak. That was my only thing. It's like people have complained about us before speaking over each other. Um, I think that's what they did too much of yeah. is speaking over each other. And I can understand where that can be Honestly, a problem. I think and it, I thought it was a problem. I think it was because of the structure. It didn't make a lot of sense. Well, their structure is terrible anyways. That's why I always wanted to be on Joe Rogan. I just It's never going to happen. It will never happen, but I think it's a way better platform to do. Like have four hours dedicated that you can let each other talk. I just want them to talk about their, their specific plans, but that's never how debates go. And I don't think either of them have any specific plans or policies or anything like that. It doesn't matter at, at this point. I mean, it basically, it's Biden attacking Trump and Trump t- trying to defend himself. Yes. That's basically it. I saw a, a meme the other day that said, like, I can't wait for a world or, or a, a presidential election where we are fighting over who's better rather than fighting over who's worse. Because that's what most people are arguing about now is like Trump's worse than Biden or Biden's worse than Trump. I think that's a. I, and I, I think that's I think what it's, it's that is all that, of this. That's the mindset. Is overly dramatic. Yeah. I think everybody reacts in an overly dramatic way. Everybody criticizes in an overly dramatic way. All of this is too over dramatic. Chill out, people. That's that's my yeah. only thing. It's like stop being over dramatic. Just let it be what it's gonna be. Understand that it's not that important in the in the grand scheme of things. You think it's the end of the world that this judge is going to get confirmed? Doesn't matter because it's going to happen anyway. A, B, by all accounts, li- listen. She seems very she smart. Seems fan- Everybody <laughs> like, loves her. You know what I mean? It like, sounds like she's widely loved and very well qualified. In Notre Dame. She's gotten like the best teachers or professor awards like everybody across the country likes her that was the thing that was the thing that like one of the things in the debate debate that i i felt um you know trump was good at when he was talking about that he's like i don't know what you're saying i mean if you guys were in power you'd be doing the exact same thing truth they would be yeah all right so there's that and then also um he's bringing up roe v wade Mm-hmm. And Trump's like, do you know that she wants to overturn? She's never said that. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Why is that? So people even on a the question? left and people on the right both need to realize that the Supreme Court works off something called precedent. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to overturn that. That right. has been decided. It's not going to be overturned. Period. This so, is. This is again. I think born from random comments on social media. People just post whatever they want on social media, and then there are a group of others that will run with that. And then it just gets bigger and bigger, like a cancer. Yeah. And everyone believes it. It's, this is what happens now. Yeah. This is our life. And it's been that way for a long time. It has, but, I mean, media organizations will push certain things, and then people on Facebook will push other things. Um, I mean, there are people in my family that are just so hardcore over the top on either direction, either yeah. side of things. I think everybody's got that. And it's just so annoying. I don't, I don't care. I don't care either. I, don't, I, I do and I don't. Right. So I have opinions. I like to believe that I'm open-minded um, for the most part. You're not. 
very close-minded person. So that's it for that. We're gonna we'll probably talk about. I'm. I think we're probably gonna talk about politics a little bit more going into this election. I guess we are, but it's just because it's so we're at the prominent. one hour mark and it's time to do top ten lists, Jerry. Yes, we're in a top ten world. I'm, I'm a, top a top ten, 10 girl. girl. Yes, I'm you a are top too. 10 girl in, in a top, top ten world. world. Imagination. It's <laughs> a plantation. Do you know? No, we can't say that. <laughs> do you know who sang that song? Oh shoot, I do. Give does me. Facebook know? I know. But just for the win, right now, if anybody on Facebook can tell me who's saying I'm a Barbie girl without looking it up. They're German. You're going to win a special surprise. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. I'm the bald guy in the video. <laughs> um, so I'm going to leave that question open to you guys. I know the answer. <sighs> Chumbawamba. It's not. Uh, you I will get a. You will win a prize if you can tell me who wins. I'm a Barbie girl without looking it up on the honor system. Right. Absolutely. Can't look it up. I'm not going to look it up. And then you have to record yourself singing the entire song and post it to our Facebook page. Yeah. Now. Not now, but just sometime in the next oh, all right. five hours. Okay. <laughs> Deal. All right. Top ten. Nicholas Cage, Cage movies. movies. Now there's a couple caveats that we Ugh. set uh, when we talked about before this. I always get nervous before top tens. Yeah. Oh, Craig got it. Aqua. Just, Aqua. Yeah, he's right. All right. Well, he did went, you cheat, Craig? We own. We owe Craig stuff anyway. Uh, we really do, don't we? We owe him things, Craig. We owe you things because he was a winner of Snarf Madness 2020, mm-hmm. first and second place. Yeah. And Ian got his stuff. He got his stuff already. Yeah. Um. Why did he say fuck that? I don't understand. I'm not sure. Oh, about recording himself singing it. Oh. He should. No, you could still absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, All right. Nick Cage movies, top 10. The only caveat I had is he had to have a starring role in it. So if uh, we had discussed, it was brought up into the Spider-Verse. He does play um, the, what what is that role? The... He Black is, Noir Spider-Man. It's not Black Noir. It, it noir is Noir Spider-Man. Spider-Man but um, and, he, and he has a fairly sizable, chunky role, but it, he's by no means very a, big, a main but, character. But he's not, and I agree. He he was a main character in an animated movie called The Croods. Yeah, so that would count. I like that movie. Um, but I'm not counting into the Spider-Verse. So he has to have a starring role in the movie. Um, that's really the only... That's really the only main thing I got. I just told you to get me one and you didn't get me one. You did? I pointed at it several times. I point, guys, this is what I did. I pointed incessantly. I even tapped the top of my uh, my can and then he just refused straight up to get me it. Yeah. I, I don't pay attention to you. All right. So we're going to go right down the list. Now, my other caveat to this is not a caveat, but um, a lot of these movies I have not seen in a long time. <laughs> So Agreed. usually we're very in depth in our descriptions I may and why not we be. picked it. Um, these are these are movies that I most of them I own, I enjoy, um, I have a fond place for them, but I might not remember the specifics and the ins and outs of exactly all the details. Of yeah, them, so. I, so I brought up IMDb pages about a lot of these movies because I just haven't seen them in so long. Yeah, so we want to start off the bat right now, number ten. Number Top 10. 10 Nick Cage movies. Sorry, David Timmons. We will compensate you with like two up. episodes of your choice. How about that? 
but it was specifically requested by Mr. Kevin C. Top, and he is a Duke. He's a Duke. We can't deny a Duke. I, if you know anything about Dukedom, if you want to, you will you, not deny. If that. you wanted to trump him, Ugh. no pun intended, you'd no. have to become a Duke or better. If you want to trump slash Biden him, yeah, you have to say that. Right now, you're Bidening him. Yeah, you're Bidening him. But if you want to trump him, you got to do better than Duke. Mm-hmm. He's a Duke. He outranks you. Very it, truth. You're speaking the truth. What is David? He's a lord. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> a knight. He's a snarf knight, right? He is a knight. Snarf yeah. Knight. So therefore, you have to listen to us on what you know. Go fight someone. Yes. Okay? Go take down this other knight or the duke. Like trying to overthrow a duke. Overthrow a duke, <laughs> and then you can be become the duke of that land. Yeah, you get a dukedom. But you, we'll duke you. We'll duke you right now. I'll duke now. anybody. I'll duke you right now. We got listeners on here, I will say right now, like Dan Baker, I'll duke you. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, Dan. You want to be duked? <laughs> um, all right. My number 10 is a little Martin Scorsese movie called Bringing Out the Dead. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that one. Uh, you never saw that movie? No. Uh, I, I loved that movie when it came out, and I don't know Martin Scorsese, huh? why it, it hit me. It's a really depressing movie with John Goodman, Nick Cage, Pat, Patricia, Patricia Arquette. It's a Martin Scorsese movie. came out in 1999. It's a, like a supernatural drama. Um, he is, Nick Cage plays a EMT paramedic in the city Okay, on the night shift. Super depressed. Bad shift. Not sleeping. Um, graveyard shift. And he starts seeing the ghosts of the people that he couldn't save on the job. That is weird. And it, he's kind of descending into madness, I guess. Um, Which is what Nick Cage does. He, he does it very well. <laughs> this is a very perfect Nick Cage role, uh, very manic. Every role frantic. is a perfect Nick Cage role. Um, just always he looks beat it. up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just always love this movie whenever... It came out. I, I owned it. I own it. Um, I don't know why. I think I, I was a part of my life, maybe in high school, or maybe it was. I probably didn't see it in '99. I probably saw it like later when I was later in high school or in college. Um, I was probably just trying to be real artsy fartsy. Yeah, that sounds like you. But uh, it's a Scorsese film. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right. Uh, that is my. What was it called? It was the final film ever to be released on Laserdisc. Really? Yep. Holy cow. That's kind of historic. <laughs> that is monumental, <laughs> right? Yeah. Did you ever own a Laserdisc? Uh, I don't know if I did. I, maybe my parents did. We never had a Laserdisc or a Laserdisc player. I don't think so. Um, that's my number 10. What's your number 10, Gerald? My number 10 is probably not going to be on most people's lists because... They're not. This could go on one of my like top ten war movies. Um, it's a two thousand two film, John Woo. I know what it is. The Wind Talkers. Yeah, I loved it. I watched it multiple times growing up because I loved any World War Two movie that came out. I was obsessed. I thought it was with the it. Korean War. No, it's World War Two. So the Wind Talkers were. Uh, it, it it is about, and this is true, the Navajo Indians. I was so say they, Native Americans, right? Yeah. So the 
obviously the U.S. Um, had Navajo Indians that were part of the Marine Corps and the in in the Army and whatnot, and they created a legitimate code out of their language because it's only in the United States. The Navajo language is very specific to our country. Nobody else around the world knew it at all, so they called them code talkers, basically, and they built a code for the the United States that they could talk over the radio and people would know what they're saying, you know, but then obviously Germans and Italy and whatnot couldn't break the code. Japan couldn't break the code. Um, this movie is about like Nicholas Cage is a soldier that had been injured in the fight um, and should have basically been sent home, but was kind of reassigned to protect two of the code talkers. Um, and him and another uh, guy, what was his name? His name is Adam Beach. You've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but he's one of the Navajo code talkers. His name in the movie was Ben Yazzie. Nicholas Cage was Joe Enders, but he had to basically protect the code talker. At, at the beginning, he didn't want anything to do with them. They didn't like each other, but obviously by the end of it, they get a pretty substantial bond because they go through a bunch of crazy stuff. For a war movie, it is very good. It lacks a bit of substance because it's just a basic war movie. If my my remembering of this this movie is that it was the action scenes were incredible, very good, yeah. But the story was kind of weak. Yes, and honestly, it was kind of weak about John, the code talkers. And John Woo is an action movie director. He is. So, I, I think it's a good pick. I I didn't have it. I, I have to have a war movie. If he's in a war movie, I'm gonna pick it. And that's and our next top ten, is, guys. It's top ten war movies, and I'm yeah. excited because there's a lot of war movies. I actually, I'm gonna have to like. I'm a professional war movie critic. I'm by the way, have to get into that one because when I was in college, I took a film studies class that was war movies from 1920 to present. Wow, where we dissected every, like all these different war movies, and every single week I had to write a ten page paper on a different movie. Ten page paper every week. Holy I thought it was going to be a blow off class. It was my hardest class that semester. Not hard because it was difficult, but it's a lot of work. Just the amount of work you had yeah. to do. Yeah, Sounds... and I enjoyed it. I loved it, but uh, wow. it was a very difficult class. And I, it exposed me to all these movies, these war movies, like these, uh, you know, fifties and sixties movies that I had never seen. Sure, um, like Mrs. Miniver. Love that movie. And. Uh, well, we'll talk about it in the top 10 more movies. Okay. My number nine is um, probably one that not a lot of people would have on their list either. It's a black comedy. Okay. It was directed by Mr. Sir Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott. Um, and it is Matchstick Men. Oh, uh, I, I enjoy that movie. <laughs> you got it on your list. I do. Um, it, it has Sam Rockwell in it. and Anything... If you put Sam Rockwell and Nicolas Cage together, Perfect. you have a winning combination. I Moon, love Sam Rockwell and Moon, amazing. Oh, if you've never seen the movie Moon, go out and watch it right now. He's basically the only actor in the entire he is movie. The, uh, I think he is. Except the only for uh, there's um, the guy who's basically blackballed now. Kevin Spacey is the <laughs> voice of. I can't say that name. Oh, I'm sorry. Shmevin uh, Schmeshi. <laughs> yeah. It has been, is a voice of a uh, like computer yeah. system, but uh, but yeah. this is not a Sam Rockwell list. It's this not, but I, just, I love that. And Nicolas Cage, in true Nicolas Cage fashion, in three respects, playing a con artist, yes, with Tourette syndrome and OCD, and OCD. <laughs> it and is then, like 
and Bill, has to this deal, movie was made for Nick Cage. Has to deal with his daughter. Yeah, he gets together with his like long lost daughter, and they're like pulling long cons. Yes, and there's twists and turns, and it's just a fun. It's got funny moments. It's got serious moments. It's a great movie overall, and I don't think it gets enough praise. I completely agree, and I had another one which I own and was in like my routine staple of movies through college that I would watch was this one. I think this movie was um, brought up to me by Pagoda. I think Pagoda was the first one that told me I needed to watch Matchstick Men. It was either Pagoda or David Timmons. One of those two people told me about this movie, and I went and watched it and fell in love with it immediately. It is very good. Um, that's my number nine. You're number nine. So my number nine, I don't know. Some people have this very high on their list. Other people hate it. Um, but I think it's a widely, like, I don't know. I think critics like it. Um, and it is called Adaptation. Oh, yeah. So it's not one of my favorites, but it is a very good movie. I mean, it's number nine for me. And I think it's an interesting movie because it's about a screenwriter, Charlie Kaufman. It's like he's in the middle of making a movie, but then has to adapt another movie. What the He's making being being John Malkovich. Yeah, being he's writing John, writing being John Malkovich. Yes, you, something like that. It's or about, in, in production of it. Or, it's and about him, Charlie Kaufman. Yes, trying to adapt a book. Writing being John Malkovich, basically. That's what the movie's about. No, he's in production of it, but he's also supposed to be adapting a, a book into a screenplay. It's the something orchid. Hang on, I get yes, though. Yeah. Okay. We're going to um, talk about this movie later. The orchid thief. Yes. And he's trying to adapt that nonfiction book for, for the screen. And it's about him like basically just being torn apart by doing that. Yeah. Like he's insane over it. It is very good. I should have probably had it higher. I do kind of feel bad the more I talk about it that I have it this low on my list, but I don't know. It's it's kind of polarizing. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Well, we're going to talk about it later. But right now, we're going to talk about my number eight, okay. um, which is I struggled with. There's a lot of movies. First of all, there's a lot of crap Nicolas Cage movies. Yes. But there was a lot that I had to choose from, so it's difficult. And I wanted to throw this one in because I love this movie, although I don't think he's the ma- he's not the major he's not the major face of the movie, probably. Definitely not. I mean, he probably sold the movie with his name. Right. But it is kick-ass. He's not the main character. This yeah, was your rule. But he's on the, on the poster. I mean, his name he is, is right up there. And his face, I think, is too with his cowl on. Yes. So, And he has a significant role in it. I didn't put that in here because I didn't think it was going to make well, the cut. I put it in. Um, it's a great superhero movie. Um, it's a mediocre to great superhero movie. I I like it a lot. I like the movie a lot. I love uh, Hit Girl, and there's a lot more coming with her. There's a show coming out that's just about oh, her. Oh, there is? Yeah, Kevin Smith is writing, directing. Yes, I, I didn't realize And there, she's uh, been in a lot of comics. I never was a huge fan of the main character himself. Um, sure. But I loved Nicolas Cage in it, and I loved Chloe, whatever her name is. Hit girl. Yeah. Um, and I liked the take of the movie, and I love Mark Millar. And of course. Mark John Millar is an amazing writer. And so it's based on, a, uh, obviously, a, a Marvel comic, and it was directed by Matthew Vaughn, who's an incredible filmmaker. Um, he produced it with Brad Pitt, by the way. 
Anyway, I'm sure all you guys have seen Kick-Ass. I liked both of them. I actually like the second one better, I think. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I really do. So I'm, I put that on my number eight just to give some love for that movie, although there's probably better Nicolas Cage movies I could put on my list. But Well, here's one that's going to be the same for my number eight. I think other people are might pander me for this. Um, and it is a, it's a very fun, like race to which mountain type movie. Is it race to which mountain? No, no that's the rock. It's national treasure. Oh, okay. I love national treasure. I love every national treasure I've ever watched. Is there three of them? I think just there's two. just two. I think they are making another one though. It's going, it's going into production. It's going to happen. Uh, the, it's already been written. They just need to put it in production. Uh, I think they're very fun. They're I, funny. They're, I love them. They're fun to watch. I, it's not a normal Nick Cage movie, but um, I can't say anything bad about it. Sure, it's not like deep by any means, but we've got to save the Declaration of Independence. Like This is from bad guys. It's just so fun, and they're just running around. I, I love them. It's Seriously. like a modern day Indiana Jones. It's it's like a yes, it's like a less good Indiana Jones yeah. that you can sit down with your whole family. Everybody's going to enjoy it, right? It's they're great movies. I love them. It's very fun, and it's my number eight. Uh, my number seven. A lot of people would have higher. I'm not going to lie, but uh, I, there's a lot of good Nick Cage movies, so I got it at number seven. It's uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Okay, yeah. And this movie, I can't film. even explain how big this movie was when it came out. It was in 2000. It, it was, was like huge. right when I was in high, middle of my high school um, it was time. Huge. It was a huge movie. We, it was very quotable. Yeah. And the whole like shaking your fingers thing that yeah. he does, like people were doing that. Giovanni Ribisi's in it. Angelina Jolie's in it. Robert Duvall. I remember going to see this in theaters in Morris. Um, I'm pretty sure David went with me and Dave Hammond, and his mom took us to go see it. Like I think we were in eighth grade. We had to have been 2000. I was in eighth grade. So, yeah, this was a big deal Yeah, for all of us. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer movie, like every single movie of that era. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was uh, but in the I mean, movie. what can I say about it? Everybody knows the movie. It's a, an immensely entertaining movie, if not shallow, but still immensely entertaining. Yeah, it is. He's a car thief, stealing cars. What's the name of the Eleanor? Eleanor is the Mustang, right? Uh, it's a Shelby GT GT five Shelby. So, but Mustang. It's a Mustang, right? Shelby broke off into its own company, but it is a Shelby Mustang. It's a GT500 Mustang is what it was. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so this is my number seven we're on, and I have it as the 2003 film that Ridley Scott directed called Matchstick Men. Nice. We have talked about it once before. Sam Rockwell's in it. He is... <laughs> Nicolas Cage plays Roy Waller. Is his name, and he is insane. It's a very good Nicolas Cage name. It is a perfect Nicolas Cage movie for everything that he has to become and do, and the way he acts. I mean, this is this is, I think, the time where he started to create the really weird, insane type Nicolas Cage, like, uh, I don't want to say actor, uh, character. 
Like e- everything before this, he did I think do Vampire's weird things. Kiss might have done that. Well, that's true a, too. B, Van- C, D. Yeah, we already talked about it. I think so too. You're right. But everything from after this on, though, it's just really weird people. Yeah. It's very good, though. If you've never seen Matchstick Men, go out and watch it. It's great. Or stay in and watch it. You can stream it. You can stream everything. You yeah. don't have to go anywhere. My number six, Jerry, is a 2005 movie. Okay. Um, 2005. Very big at the time. It's called Lord of War. You know, I like this movie. I love this movie. I don't... I love the cinematography and yeah, it is very good and how it looks. Um, I I don't know. I just I really 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 like this movie. Um, I, a lot of scenes stick out in this movie, and I think about them all the time. He's an illegal arms dealer. He's going across the country or the world, making uh, with hooking up with horrible dictators and making terrible yeah arms deals, and then. Being backed by the United States government. It's a whole thing. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend anybody watch it. Um, it's just a it's a it's a good movie. I agree. It didn't make my top ten. It's also one of those I don't know, like oh, specifically spoiler. can't think of like every single detail of it, but uh Jared Leto's in it. Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared Leto. The Jared Leto? Yeah. The Joker himself? Yeah. Ethan Hawk. The Joker. Yeah, the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, Lord of War, that's my number six. My number six is a very recent movie. came out in 2018. Um, I don't know if a lot of people saw this. 2018? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I didn't think you would. Tiger King? No. it's, uh, It's considered a horror movie. I don't think it's that horror-ish, to be honest. Um, David Timmons told me to watch this. He told me it's an incredible film um, and that Nicolas Cage acted like his ass off for this. I went and watched it. I was kind of against it, and then I just went and watched it one night, and it's intense. It's a very intense graphic movie called Mandy. Oh, I've heard of this. I've not seen it. Wow. The movie itself is strange, but... A lot of blood, a lot of gore, um, and killing involved. But I'll tell you what, I think it's one of the best Nicolas Cage performances you can find, to be honest. Like the actual acting and stuff involved with this movie, I think he is incredible for Nicolas Cage. So he's him and a, it's a couple, him and his wife or girlfriend. I can't remember if he's married. Um, they're, in the woods, they live in this like secluded woods and this hippie cult finds them and they've got, they've got like these demon henchmen, like biker henchmen that come and basically just wreak havoc on them. And I don't want to give too much away, but they come in and like start wreaking havoc through this, the woods. And he has to have some sort of vengeance to come back and start murdering people and saving Mandy. And it's intense, it's weird, but it's awesome. It's very good. It's got an 83 Metascore, which I think is pretty good. Really? Yeah, critics loved it. I, I saw I mean, I saw it come out at the time, and uh, I think it came out direct to streaming, didn't it? I think so, yes. Yeah, um, and I've been wanting to see it. But I should it's say It's got a 6.5 score on uh, 
on IMDb, which is kind of low, but Metascore is 83. I haven't checked Rotten Tomatoes, but a lot of people love it. Yeah. And yeah, takes place in 1983. Red is a lumberjack who lives in a secluded cabin in the woods. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's his girlfriend, Mandy. I didn't think they were married. Anyway. All right, that is... Now we're into the top five. We're into the big... One, two, three, four. Yeah. We're into the the top five. We're into the weeds here. Holy crap. All right, guys. My number five is... It's an incredible movie. It's one that you don't go back and watch very often. Mm -hmm. Because it's so hopelessly um, depressing. Oh. (laughs) But it's Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, Is it in your top five? Absolutely. This movie's incredible. It's pretty good. It's a really good movie. Um, but it's not like it's not one of those movies that's it's not as entertaining as face off, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is a really quality movie. Like I believe it won awards. It might even have won an Oscar. I think Nick Cage might have won an Oscar for it. I don't know if I did has he won Oscars? I think so. Um I'll look that up real quick. Yeah. Best actor, Nicholas Cage, Academy Award. Best Actress, Elizabeth Shue, Academy Award. Wow. Uh, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay. It was nominated, didn't win. Um, he he won a Golden Globe as well for it. So it was a, it was a big deal okay. for his career. Um, but it is also an extremely good movie. It's um, He goes to Las Vegas to drink himself to death. Yeah. And then kind of gets entangled with into the life of this prostitute, Elizabeth Shue. Um and it's basically just a depression movie of him trying to drink himself to death. Absolutely. And her trying to love him. Yeah. And that's what and it that is. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is it, good. But it it's, is all, it's good extremely good. It's uh, somehow it works and you can't stop watching it. Nicolas Cage has a very good way of transforming, transforming himself into that character. Even though, like, people think he's like very one note, a lot of people think. Who thinks that? He's the most I, I personal lot, actor that no, has to exist. I think a exist. lot of people think that they're Nicholas Cage they is don't like know, typecasted. They don't know his career then. Yeah, maybe I mean, I'm just guessing, but I think he's thought of that way. It's very typecasted. I, I would think that Nicholas Cage is probably the most versatile actor that's working today. Yeah, as far as of. being able to do anything, you know who I else I being think is like a non-traditional leading man, Jim Carrey. Yeah, but I think he is. He's not at the level of Nick Cage. I think he can be. Have you ever seen uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? He's really good at it. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it's and a good movie. It is a good movie, but it's nothing close to um, what's the movie? Something Spotless. Eternal Mind. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Love that movie. Yes, that level of acting is very good. All right, your number five. My number five is the one you just commented on, not Leaving Las Vegas, but Face Off. Face Off, yes. This movie is so outlandish and weird, and it's one of the it's one of the movies you think of as for Nicolas Cage that's kind of like a vampire's kiss where he's just like way over the top, extreme. He has a face This is like a quintessential 90s action movie. 1997, him and John Travolta. Old Johnny. Johnny T. Johnny T. Johnny Trav. This is what I called him. A Scientologist. Um, and I can't remember who was the ma- the criminal mastermind and who was the FBI agent. Uh, Nick Cage was the good guy. John Travolta was the bad guy. 
Yes, but then they, they swapped switched. faces, and Nicolas Cage got to act like the insane yeah. bad guy. And John Travolta gets to act like the good guy. Yes. Yes, now I remember it all. It's so insane. It, you know what? I didn't put it on my list. I'm going to, not a spoiler, a spoiler, I you guess. You didn't? I, you know, it's only because I don't remember that movie that well. Oh, my And gosh. I remember watching it and it just being kind of a generic action movie to me. It is very generic. It's, again, I, I have one of these and every one of them. And I have, he's got such a great career, it's hard for me to... I have about three of them in this top five where it's like a very nostalgic pick because I watched it in the 90s. I remember it as a child and I remember being allowed to watch a rated R movie for some unknown reason because I saw it early, like right after it came out. Um, it had to have been within a year because it didn't like VHSs come out like a year later back in the day. Um, Scott Hunt said, is Abercrombie paying Jerry to wear that on this live stream? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Hundreds of we get thousands of for dollars. everything you see. Coors Light the, pays us. Yeah. The Blackhawks are paying, <laughs> are play, paying you. iTrees.com pays us for sure. We're in their office. They give us a studio. Yeah. iTrees is giving us a studio right now. So I you don't better understand how. Order. Okay. Here's what I understand. When I click watching now, uh-huh. it shows like four, five people right now. But like Scott just uh, messaged in. He's clearly watching it. It didn't show him on the watching now list. So I don't know who's actually watching now. That's It's a fake list. It's fake news. So anyway, um, uh, didn't mean to cut you off there. But we're on to my number four. So it's your number four. Yeah, my number five was face off. Your number four is? National Treasure. National Treasure. Wow, you got that one high. I enjoy this movie. It's just a fun it's movie. So fun. It makes you smile. It's like the Da Vinci Code kind of, in a way, which it I'm, is I'm a big of. fan of, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Nick Cage. Dan Brown. Would have been better than Tom Hanks in that movie. I completely agree with you. Um, but I'm a huge fan of that type of movie, that caper, like a caper, like a cross. That's what it is. Cross the caper. world caper. You know what I mean? Uh and what yeah. are they caping? I don't know. They're always moving. They're all, they're on the Capering. move. It's a treasure hunt. Yeah, and they're always being chased. It it's just it is literally a treasure hunt. It literally sparks my it's it hits almost every note for me and what I want out from a movie. I completely agree. I get very excited. And he's a very Indiana Jones type character. I yeah. want to watch this movie all the time. I'm constantly trying to convince my kids to watch this movie. I know. Me. Now I feel like I should have had it way higher. And I really enjoy it. I love it. I like the second one. The second one's great, too. They're both good. I'm excited that there's a third one coming I, out. I am, too. And I had just read it recently um, that they are going to do this. And Nick Cage has already signed on saying, yes, absolutely, I'll do that. Well, so that's it's good. his only real franchise going on right now. Unless he can redo the Ghost Rider. I think he can come back as Ghost Rider. <laughs> Three. I don't think so. And Ghost Ride His Whip. Um, although that's a good movie too. That's my number four. Your number four, Gerald. My number four is one that I did have higher than you, and you said most people would have it higher on their list. I did. It's not top three, but it is number four, gone in 60 seconds. Aha. Uh-huh. Golly, did I watch this movie a lot. I have watched it so many times. It's very good. It is... One of the first, it's probably one of the first uh, Nick Cage movies that I watched all the time. Yeah. There are some that came before, but honestly, this is the movie that got me into Nicolas Cage and that I started watching other movies, you know, that came before this, but I watched them after and uh, including my number one. 
But Gone in 60 Seconds sold me on Nick Cage. Everything about it was very good. Loved it. All right. Uh, my number three is probably one of the movies that sold me on Nick Cage. Okay. And it's a Michael Bay film, an early Michael Bay film. And I understand Michael Bay has makes a certain type of movie. Yeah. But I feel like this was before that. Michael Bay film that Nicolas Cage was in? Yeah, it's got Sean Connery in it. Oh. Winners, yes. fuck the prom queen. <laughs> Welcome to the rock. <laughs> My wife was the prom queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> My wife was the prom queen. Um, it was pr- uh, directed by uh, Michael Bay and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced every movie in the 90s. It's a 99.6 movie. It's The Rock. The Rock. Yes. I love this movie. Yes, I do I, too. It just doesn't get old. Ed Harris is amazing in it. Sean Connery is one of my favorites Ed Harris is ever. like the bad guy. Yes. Uh, Ed, kind of, but a sympathetic villain. Yes, he right? is a He's very got a sympathetic point. villain. He, he wants to just poison people with toxic gas because of VA benefits I, or something. <laughs> it's like, it's like they only gave me 10% disability. It's this the, is bullshit. It is the most convoluted <laughs> plot that ever existed in a movie, and it makes no sense, but it has no purpose other than to have Nick Cage and Sean Connery break into Alcatraz, which... Yes, Wouldn't they break into probably be a difficult place to break into now that it's been decommissioned and is a tourist attraction. Right, but there was a bunch of like rogue military yes, guys they had that were protecting over. the whole place. So remember when they went into like the showers and they were all up top around yes, like around them and shooting at the shower things? That's like in right now you can play um Call of Duty and you have to go to the gulag if you die. I don't. The gulag is where you and one other person have to fight to the death. Okay. And then you can get back into the main game if you win. If you die, you're just out. But if you die in the main game, you go to the gulag, which is like a prison. And then they put you in this pit and you fight another guy. They give you only one weapon and so many bullets. If you have, even if you have a gun, you may not. You might have a crossbow. You might just have throwing knives. Sounds amazing. And you have to fight each other. And whoever. Kills the other person first, gets back into the game. Well, in the gulag, that's what it is. There's people up on a top ring around you, watching you, and then you're down below. They're betting money. In basically, you're in the showers of the rock and Alcatraz. That's gotcha. what you're in. That's what it always has reminded me of. Well, in any case. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't know. I just love that movie. I, I think everybody likes that movie. I think it's impossible to not love that my movie. My favorite part of that movie is where he has to dive across to grab those green balls of nerve <laughs> gas and save everything. Those jingly green balls. The jingly green balls, and he gra- it like drops off the... Sarin gas, right? It's like sarin yes. gas. Yes. It drops off the chain, and he dives and puts his hand under it and saves, saves the gas from exploding because, of course, he has to be like the... What is he, like a nerve agent guy? Yeah. So that's my number three, The Rock. Uh, My number three, a little bit different type of movie, where Joel and Ethan Cohen put it together. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Are you sure you know this movie? Yes. Raising Arizona, 1987, old film. It's the year I was born, Chris. It's 33 years old. I was not expecting you to have this pick. 
Really? I didn't know that you ever really watched this movie. I oh, thought yes. we have talked about it before, and you didn't really seem to know this movie. I don't believe you. Okay. It might have been somebody else. Leaving Las Vegas, I haven't really seen might have been somebody much. else I was talking to. Anyway, go ahead. Um, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. It is something... <laughs> it's obviously different than the rest of his movies because it's like a different story, but... Um, it's a comedy. It's a comedy, and they're stealing children yeah, to a, raise on their own, and it's just... They're stealing a, a child. Well, one child out of, what was it, five? Yeah. Like, this guy had... The Arizonas had five kids, and they take one of them. Anyway, because they couldn't... All stemming around being infertile. Yeah. <laughs> so it stems around. Um, they're just really trashy people. It's super funny. It's a fun movie. I like it. Um, obviously, they... And the uh, American lives. Film Institute, the AFI, this is as the 31, 31st out of, out of 100 greatest comedies. It's number 31. Really? For like the last 100 years, yeah. Um, obviously, it, you know, they steal a kid, so it kind of changes their lives a little bit. Holly Hunter is fantastic. Everyone, I think, in the movie is fantastic. Yeah. I think everything about this John movie. John Goodman's in it, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, John Goodman's in it. Francis McDormand, McDermott, McDormand um, before Fargo. This is a pre-Fargo kind movie. Of, it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek comedy in a way. It's a dark comedy. But it is dark, yeah. It's just like any other Coen Brothers movie, kind of. Yeah, it's very much like any Coen Brothers stuff. Isn't this their first film? Um, I don't know about that, but um, it'd be early on, yeah. Because it's in 87. It'd be early on for sure. So April 17th, 1987, this came out. Exactly eight days later, I was born. Miller's Crossing was early on. Um, Barton Fink was 1991. Oh, they no. did Barton Fink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. that movie. I love that movie. Hudsucker Proxy did that too. I love that movie. Um, okay, no. Their first movie, listen Boy, to this. Boy, they're a lot older than I thought. Uh, he developed a talent. Um, we're talking about one of the brothers. Developed a talent for film editing and met Sam Raimi while <laughs> assisting Edna Ruth Paul in editing Raimi's first film, Evil Dead, in 1981. Wow. In 1984, the brothers wrote and directed Blood Simple. Um, the film starred Francis McDormand and some other people. The next project was Crime Wave, directed by Sam Raimi and written by the Coen brothers and Raimi. Uh, Joel and Raimi also made a cameo in Spies Like Us. Love mm-hmm. that movie. The brothers... So their first real film was Raising Arizona, their first actual like <laughs> studio film. I just read one of the quotes, and I think it's so funny. Sorry. What's that? He said, Edwina's insides were a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie. It's so good. <laughs> and that yeah, brings okay. me to my number two, which is... Raising, Raising Arizona. Arizona. Um, God damn, guys. If you haven't seen this movie, you need to see this movie right away. I know a lot of people haven't seen it. I happen to be like a huge fan of the Coen Brothers. Yes. And I've watched this movie a long time ago, decades ago. But uh, it is one to go back to and watch every couple years because it's that good. And Holly Hunter and Nick Cage are both spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody is. I think it's so good. John Goodman is very good in it. Um, that's okay. it. My number two is Welcome to the Rock. I've always loved this movie. I think Sean Connery's amazing. They crawl through a tunnel to get in. 
why you have like this 75 year old man help you break into Alcatraz. I don't know. Um, again, uh, like a nostalgia pick where I have watched it so many times that I cannot not put it on my list and I have to put it up towards the top because it is one that I just went back to over and over and over again, just a little bit less than what my number one will be. Ooh, my number one, Jerry, is not only one of my favorite movies of all time, it's my favorite Nick Cage movie of all time. Okay. And it is Adaptation. Really? Yes. Uh, You're going to hate my number one. Spike Jones movie written by Charlie Kaufman himself. Yes. Uh, Nicholas Cage plays Kaufman and also plays his fictional twin brother, Donald. He's got twin roles. Yes. Played completely differently. One of them is like... Oh, I forgot about narcissistic, that. like OCD, kind of very like shy, and one of them is just kind of slovenly, dumb, like yes, regular out there person. Uh, Meryl Streep, of course, um, all different kinds of people in it. It's so what you're trying to kind of get at earlier is, um, it's it's it is a movie about Kaufman trying to write the screenplay. Yeah. Adaptation for the Orca Thief. But yeah, the but plot he, of the movie is him falling into the plot of the Orchid Thief that he's writing. Right. So he's like living the screenplay that he's writing at the same time. Yes. And you don't know whether what's real and what's not real because mm-hmm. you're dealing with a character that's so inside of their head that you don't know what's going Where on. Where you're at. You don't know if you're in real life or in his head, uh, what he's thinking about. Um what the book is about. He's, he's got writer's block. That's kind of the main point. Adaptation um, adds a number of fictitious elements, including Kaufman's twin brother um, and a romance between um, two people. It culminates in completely invented events, including fictional versions of Orlean and LaRoche, three years after the events related to the Orca Thief. Um, Charlie Kaufman, I love him. Uh, he did Being John Malkovich. Um, he did a lot of other movies like that. He's he's incredible. Spike Jones, I like a lot too. Um, and it's an incredible movie that everybody yes. needs to see. And and specifically, if you're a Nick Cage fan, it is probably I think because he plays the two roles and they're so very different. It shows it's like the best. It's his best acting. I agree with you. It it really is his best acting. Um, my number one is not. His best acting. People are going to hate me for putting this as my number one. You're going to hate me for putting this as my number one. All right? I'm go- I already hate you. You already hate me. I know. And a lot of people are going to hate me for this. And I will gladly take the stones you throw. I will accept them. But I freaking love Con Air. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do. I've, you know... I can't get over Con Air. I like the movie, but his I'm not, long hair, I don't love this movie as much as you do. His 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 ripped abs. His ripped abs. His five o'clock shadow. He's a he's an ex army ranger that got a bad rap and went to jail. He gets paroled, and for some reason they have to put him on a C one thirty flight with a bunch of really bad all the like prisoners, right? And then on the plane, the prisoners take it over. They hijack the plane. He's got to figure out a way off. All right? 
And you know what else? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi has the whole world in his hands. I got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world yes. in his He's the insane one, right? Because of his big eyes. You can tell because of his big eyes. Yeah, he's a big eyed he's guy. He's the insane, weird guy. And then John Malkovich is involved too. He's on the plane. That guy's awesome. You can't trust him, right? He's but so the- good. John Malkovich, by the way, side note, is so good in the show Space Force. So I did never, you ever watch I that? I didn't finish. I've only seen the first episode. You need to go watch Space Force. Okay. It's such a good show. I think John Malkovich is good in anything he does. He is, but literally anyway, continue anything. Continue on, Connor. And Ving Rhames. I don't know. Is, he, is Ving Rhames in that? I, yeah, Ving Rhames is in it. Um, what was his name? Ving Rhames. Craig is says Diamond my, Dog. Craig says My Little Hummingbird. My Little Hummingbird. <laughs> you don't treat women like that. As he's slamming a guy's head up against the wall. I mean, come on. That's the best. That's what put him in jail. Con Air to me is the perfect example of like the generic <laughs> Nicolas Cage. This is what he was doing in the 90s, folks. Movie. Cameron Poe. That's his name. I know. It's like the, it's highly decorated U.S. Army. Con region. Air, The Rock, and Gone in 60 Seconds are like the same movie, basically. They no Con Air and Gone in sixty seconds are. I would say Con Air. He plays the same character. Like, I, I meant to say. Oh yeah, in those I guess all similar. of those movies and probably Face Off as well. Vaughn, no, Face Off is its own thing. Face Off is so out there that it's its own thing. Yeah, that's it's, why I, I gravitate more towards the other types of roles that Nick Cage has played. I feel like, but that's not to say I, I don't like Con Air. It's it's fine. It's just um, Ryan Fry says. Cyrus the virus is John Malkovich. John Malkovich. He's Cyrus the and he virus. He says, "Don't touch the bunny." Yeah. All, every see, people are coming out of the woodwork saying Con Air is the best movie of all time. Nicolas Cage is the best actor of all time, and in no way can anyone argue this. That's what I. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, from the comments, there. This is as active as the comment section has been the yes. entire time, which makes me think. This is widely known as the greatest movie of Nicolas it's Cage's career. It's definitely the most over-the-top performance this, of... <laughs> this also came out in 97. So Next he had, to maybe Vampire's Kiss, this is the most over-top performance. He had Face Off, The Rock, and Con Air come out in two years. Yeah. One came... The Rock was in 96, Face Off and Con Air both in 97. Crazy. He had a run, man. That dude was he, making some the cash. 90s, yeah, but he spent it all on Action Comics number ones. He owns and, like a bunch of action comics number ones. If you guys don't know, it's like the first appearance of Superman. Yeah, but they're worth like ten million dollars. He also bought huge amounts of real estate. Lost his ass. Yes, but he also bought a um, painting, like this really expensive painting. He ends up buying it off this auction, and then they found out the painting was stolen by the company from somebody who originally owned it. And they had to take it back, and he never got his money back from this auction. Well, um, it's widely known. This is why he's in so many movies. is because he has horrible money problems all the time because he spends ridiculous amounts of money on ridiculous things. He's been over. He's been in over like 110 films. He blew his entire 150 million dollar fortune on eccentric pur- purchases. 
uh, probably like Action Comics number one. Did you know he's a Coppola? I did. I was going to mention that. So he is a huge nerd. Yeah. People don't know this. Uh, he was slated in the late 90s to be Superman. He was. Um, You're right. It was a script written by Kevin Smith. It was to be directed by Tim Burton. I just watched Tim Burton on the Howard Stern Show um, in an old interview talking about this and how it all fell apart. Um, after the success of Batman, they wanted to do Superman. They got the script written. And he wanted Nick Cage. Nick Cage would have been an, an interesting choice. And he was talking about how Nick Cage would have been perfect for Superman because he would he would be perfect for Clark Kent. Yes. And he's the only actor, and Tim Burton said this, he's the only actor working today that can completely transform himself to be a completely different character when being Superman and Clark Kent. 100%. Every I, other I actor I've ever seen do it, they, play, they look exactly the same, they act exactly the same. Nick Cage can completely transform himself. So, so he would have been a perfect Superman. Couple couple comments here. David Seedentop says Nick Cage only signs movie deals if the movies get a certain amount of airtime on USA, TNT, and TBS. And he's right. Is that true? No. <laughs> it's a joke because all of his movies air on USA, TNT, and he TBS said, constantly. And Craig said, didn't he buy a dinosaur? So, okay. Yeah, I might have been wrong on that. I think he did buy like a fossil of some sort. It wasn't a whole dinosaur, I don't think, but he bought a fossil instead of a painting. I think that's what it was. Well, let's see. Uh, he didn't hold his fortune. Uh, he foreclosed on several properties and owed the IRS $6.3 million in property taxes. That's not a ton of money for him. He had $150 million. Now he's worth about $25 million. That seems low. Really? Um, let's see some of the things he bought. Cage once owned 15 residents, including a $25 million waterfront home in Newport Beach and, and a $15 million dollar countryside estate in Newport, Rhode Island, and an $8.5 million abode in Las Vegas, pictured below. He's not a, a drug addict, is he? No, no, no. He also purchased a $3.4 million mansion in New Orleans, because it was known as one of the most haunted houses in America. Over in Europe, he purchased not one, but two castles for $10 million and $2 million respectively. Um, he got an island in the Bahamas for $3 million, deserted. Uh, he got a nine-foot-tall burial tomb. He bought yep, yep, you need shrink, shrunken pygmy heads. He blew $450,000 on the late Shaw of Iran's Lamborghini. <laughs> and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a pet octopus. Uh, he spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a pet octopus. Yeah, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on. Uh, oh my god! Action Comics number one. That's the first appearance of Sp- Superman, and that book is worth millions. Yeah, now, he so. could get millions for that for sure. Um, he bought a seventy million year old dinosaur dinosaur skull, outbidding Leonardo DiCaprio. For two hundred seventy-six thousand dollars, okay, it, so it turned out skull. to be stolen. Yes, that's and, what I was. Talking and he had about. to return it to the Mongolian government. But so he lost. Listen, the, none of those things sound expensive when you're worth as much money as he's got to be worth. Well, yeah, but put all that stuff together, and it's a lot of money. When you lose it all, Johnny Depp spends two hundred thousand dollars a month on a private jet and thirty thousand dollars a month on wine. That seems uh, extravagant. <laughs> but he's worth a lot more money than Nick Cage. I can guarantee yeah, you that. Yeah, well, I guarantee you too. Um, but, but still, $30,000 on wine. What are you drinking? How much wine are you drinking? Well, he's probably drinking $10,000 bottles of wine, you know, or $2,000 bottle, bottles of wine. I drank once a... That's a thing. <laughs> okay. 
One time uh, we, we talked about Jimmy John's. One time when I worked for Jimmy John, I sat down. I had a bottle of wine with him. We had a great time. And he gave me one. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, this is the best wine I've ever had in my life. It was legit amazing. Really? And I was a bit of a wine connoisseur, connoisseur at the time. David Seedentop, wine connoisseur. Uh, not as much now, but I was at the time. So we're drinking this wine. I can't remember what it was called now. I wish I could remember. Silver something. Silver leaf. Um, Silver echo. So we're drinking this. and Silver he's like, tambourine. Oh. He's like, oh, you like it? Here, take one. So we took it and drank that one too immediately. Of course. At that moment. We drank like six bottles. You and, you and Nick Lee? Yeah. And Jimmy. Oh, and Jimmy John. And um, after that, somehow in the conversation it came out that this wine was like $2,000 a bottle. And I'm just like, what? what? <laughs> you're like, you're not even paying me $2,000 a month. We got paid $400 a week when we worked for him. $400 a week. $400 a week on salary, and we worked like 60 hours plus. So I'm right. You didn't even get paid $2,000 a month. Correct. So I guess that's a little bit of an incentive that you get to have a $2,000 bottle of wine. A bunch of them. Wow. Anyway. I don't know how this brought Can up. Can you imagine being worth the that amount of money? His company turned a billion when I worked for him. Really? He sold it all now, right? He doesn't own it. I don't know. Something happened recently, but I don't think he sold it all. No. He's, He's still a owned. super drug addict. I don't abuses, think so anymore. Abuses wives? I don't. I wouldn't say that. No. Oh. I don't think that was the case. Just, I'm asking. You know everything about him. <laughs> I don't know. You were in the inside underground depths Nick of Cage, G- though. Jimmy John's hell. That's true, I was. Um, <laughs> yes, but Nick Cage is a Coppola. He is. He's a huge comic book Francis nerd. Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. One of the biggest comic book nerds in the world. So much so that when he started going to Hollywood, he didn't want the name Coppola. No, he wanted no part of it. And he looked to inspirations in comic books. And he drew his last name from Luke Cage. Who was from Mortal Kombat. Uh, no. <laughs> A Marvel Comics hero, Luke Cage. Um, not, not Johnny Cage? Not Johnny Cage. Oh. I was just playing Mortal Kombat, the other, Mortal Kombat 3 the other day, though. Yeah. I got this um, little arcade thing that you plug into the TV. I, I bought it for our studio. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I have it at my house, and it is awesome. And it's got two joysticks and all the buttons, and it's all LED. You've got to put it in like a case, though, still. Well, you don't have to. It's all LED lit, and it has like 5,000 games on it. It's got all the Mortal Kombat games, Street Fighter games. You've had it for a while now, have you? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, all of them. Yeah, you just got to hook it up with the TV, and you you can play them. I'm going to bring it here. That's the whole point to have it in our studio. But, you know, Jerry isn't contributing to fixing anything in our studio, so <laughs> I gave up on it. <laughs> oh, I haven't. Um, but anyway, Nick Cage. That's the top ten. That is our top ten. Listen, guys, we got honorable mentions. We got time. We're going to do them tonight. We got five more honorable mentions. We're not going to do them on Facebook Live. We aren't. We're Facebook not gonna, Live is They're not going to be available via YouTube. No. They're not going to be on the podcast. They will not. They're going to be where, Jerry? They're going to be on patreon.com slash narfcomics. That's the only way you're going to get them. Because that's where we put our honorable mentions. That's where we put our extra content. Snarfioki, oh, extra podcasts, so many pages, things. comic book pages, comic book art, all kinds of things. Go on Patreon. $5 a month level. You yeah. subscribe. You get access to all of our content. So at $1 a month, 
you still get like some extra things, um, but you don't get the extra episodes. So all the extra episodes, I only allow the $5 and above month. Right. Uh, $5 and above a month. So at $1, you will get extra like stickers. Whenever we get new stickers and new things come out, you'll get that. Um, but other than that, that's about what, what you get. Anything above there, you're going to get all of the extra content. And to be honest, it's not that much money, guys. Five dollars a month, that's like one monster energy drink. Right. Don't go to Casey's It's like half a pack of cigarettes. A don't month. go to Casey's one time and you're supporting a show that we Don't go to all Casey's love. one time and you've just paid for three months worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's to be honest, that's true. Because yes. I spend so much money at Casey's, it's, it's ridiculous. I have to get a loan. I've got a home equity loan out right now just so I can go to Casey's. Yes. Patreon.com slash Narf Comics. Check, Check it out. It out. Um, get on there. Subscribe if you can. We're, we're trying to do like the next couple months leading up to our 100. We're trying to do like a drive, a push. A push. We need more Patreon subscribers. Yeah. We would appreciate it if you would support the show. Even a dollar a month. That would be great. And to be honest, even if you don't want to watch the videos, subscribe on YouTube. Just give us the su- subscription. And leave right? reviews like everywhere, like on Spotify and Apple. Yes. Like go out of your way to spend five minutes and go and leave us reviews everywhere. They really it, help. It really does help the show significantly. You'd yeah. be surprised. And it, just sharing stuff on Facebook, doing things like that, they make a you, big difference. Yeah, us. it puts you out in different um, demographics. Like it brings you out into the social media world when people are commenting. Yeah, like Craig. And socializing on things. Craig He's is watching very right now. good at it. We only have two mutual friends. So you got a whole world of friends that can, yeah. can get out there. Craig's very good at interacting on our social media. He's always done a very good job on our Facebook Mr. page. Mr. Max Phillips has been hanging with us all night long. Has he? Maxie boy. Max, my man. Thank Thanks. you. Ryan Fry's been with us all night. David... Seed and Top's been with um, us all night. Um, people have been in and out. All kinds of people. Tons of people have been in and out. Good. And um, I think this was... Six, 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 uh, <laughs> yes, a it was a... Six, 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 six. A success. I, I had a Biden moment. There. <laughs> you really did. Good thing you weren't wiretapped. <laughs> um, I think that we're going to end it here, guys. If you're interested in a t-shirt, let us know. We will get you one. They cost money. Uh, twenty bucks for a T-shirt, thirty yes. bucks for a hoodie. We're entering hoodie season, so let's Correct. get it rocking and rolling. Patreon.com/slash/snarfcomics, and thank you for sticking around for our very first, very first live Facebook feed, live podcast. In the future, we'll be able to do it on Facebook, hopefully. Um, but for the next, yeah, we've got five honorable mentions, and now we can do for Snarf Talk this week. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.